Hey everybody, this is Kimia. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to Content and Coffee. Hey everyone, this is episode eight of Content and Coffee. Today we're going to talk about one of the laws of success in entrepreneurship, which you've probably heard it before, but we're going to delve really deeply into it. And it's called 90% of success is just showing up. You're going to hear my point of view, and you're going to hear Kimia's point of view with building Ghost It. By the way, it's a law, so undisputed. <laughs> no, I'm Absolutely. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, awesome. So 90% of success is showing up. This is something that I think, Kimia, you can agree. We've all heard this growing up, and we've kind of, it's one of these sort of platitudes that's passed around that kind of loses its meaning. But once you actually delve into entrepreneurship, you realize actually just how true it is. And, you know, one of the first points I wanted to bring up is that with my experience of building a business, the call it the world at large, your client, your ideal buyer, whatever it is, people are not looking for a perfect action, but they're just looking for someone who takes actions. And it's the fact that you're going to, that you take those actions that's going to move yourself forward and your business forward. And a huge mistake I see a lot of entrepreneurs make is that they get caught up in trying to be a perfectionist and trying to do things perfectly. And then they don't make any progress. And they have forgotten that 90% of their success is just from showing up and taking the action. And just that last 10% is the part that's influenced by how good a job you necessarily do. And I mean, obviously, this is going to depend from situation to situation. But in general, in my experience, this is sort of what I have felt. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Kimia? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, right? Like, and I, and I, like, the, I like the idea of the world is not looking for perfect actions because it's so true, right? Everyone's bar of expectation is different and yours is probably the highest because it's yourself. So if you, if you focus on putting forward good deliverables, making sure you're doing the best that you can, just make sure that you do it. Because if you don't do it, nothing happens, right? So like that's, that's the showing up part. So this can honestly, this can be applied to anything, going to the gym, studying, on, like entrepreneurship is as long as you're putting in the time, you're going to be learning and you're going to be doing and you're going to look back because this is true for both myself and you, Sean, I'm sure is we're, like you look back a year later and you're like, wow, like I've learned so much and I know so much more than I did. And you know, my, my end result is far from perfect. But I'm so much better off than where where I started because I showed up, I did the work, and you know you can you can look back and see where it's brought you. Mm, definitely, it's it's really interesting thing that the things most people worry about aren't what they should be worrying about. Um, you know, most people there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, people that want to become entrepreneurs but haven't pulled the trigger, and the things they are worrying about are things like you know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, at first I need to learn how to perfect my sales calls. Then I need to build a perfect product. Then I need to build a perfect team. And they're worried about perfecting all these little things along the way. When really the thing they should actually be worried about is having another year go by and them not take any actions towards actually becoming an entrepreneur. And it's so ironic in that they are like, they don't do the most important thing, which is just start because they are worried about like perfecting things that aren't even going to come into play until like months and months down the road. Oh, it's, um, it's so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I think, I don't, I don't know what the actual term is, but there's some psychological effect from thinking about doing something. So you therefore feel better about yourself. So if you think about being an entrepreneur and you consume all these dumb Instagram quotes where it's like, you know, 
you can do it like just wake like rise and grind kind of i i don't like those things but that's for another topic <laughs> but it like if you if you watch a lot of those and you don't actually do anything you still feel good about yourself even though nothing has happened so like making sure you're putting your head down and doing the work and like, don't worry about the little things because they're going to come up when you need to solve them and you're going to figure out how to solve them because you're showing up and you're doing the work mhm absolutely so as an example when i started north digital I literally was involved going through the yellow pages and calling businesses, trying to sell them websites, having not taken any sales courses, or I didn't actually didn't even really know how to build a website at that point. So it was literally like the definition of just showing up. And that was that the ac- action build momentum allows you to keep going. And then, you know, after a couple of days of doing that, I found a lady who, oh my God, this lady's actually interested in buying the website. Holy, this actually works. <laughs> Um, and like that level of motivation and actually doing it is on a whole different realm than just kind of reading books or, you know, watching Instagram quotes. So, you know, it really like if anyone on here is thinking about they want to start something, they want to start a business, just actually take a physical action, you know, pick up the phone and call three businesses that are potentially your target customer or three consumers and say, Hey, uh, I want to ask you if you'd be interested in something like this. And like take a real concrete action like that to build momentum and start showing up rather than trying to perfect your business plan and all this stuff. I mean, I, I, when I started North Digital, we didn't have a business plan. I'm not saying business plans are bad when you're looking to get you know VC or angel investment money. You need a business plan. But for a lot of businesses, if you're trying to bootstrap it, you don't need to write out a perfect business plan. You just need to start doing something. Yeah, I was, I, when I first started Ghosted, I was no expert on content marketing at all. I am probably the strongest proponent of learning on the job. I, I totally believe this. And this, this, this is true to my team as well. I will hire someone 99% of the time if they don't exactly, if they have a baseline of skill and they don't exactly know what they like, know what I need them to do on the spot, but they hustle and they learn. I'm going to hire that person 99% of the time over the person who knows exactly what they need to do, but that's all they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's like on the job learning is is how the greatest businesses get built. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it boils down to. Totally, and I completely agree with that. The thing is, is that you know most activities don't require as much preparation as you would think. While preparation is good for certain key things, but those are the minority of things. For most things, you just preparing for it too much is really debilitating. Mm -hmm. So even once you have started the business in the day-to-day operations, um, what I often do is I set myself kind of time limits to complete a task, which prevents me from being a perfectionist about it and just says, hey, I'm going to show up and get this done. We want the next thing, show up, get it done. And that theory, again, taps into the fact that 90% of the impact of the accomplishment of this task is going to come from simply showing up and doing it. And what, if, if I was to perfect it, sure, maybe I could have a 100% impact instead of a 90% impact, but that would be at the cost of spending so much time that I don't have time for the rest of the day to do all the other things I have to do. And this kind of gets back to another famous law, which is uh, Pareto's, Pareto's law, which says you know the 80-20 rule, where um, 80% of results or 80% of the outputs come from 20% of the inputs or 20% of the actions. And that's the thing. Like You shouldn't be striving to perfect things and do things 100% well. Just do the 20% of actions that's going to result in the 80% of the results. And that 20% is showing up. 
And you know, you can change this to 90-10, 95-5, but you get the idea. It's the majority of results come from a minority of actions. And just showing up and doing it is going to check off those minority of actions to get you most of the results. You brought up an interesting story before we actually started recording. And I think a perfect example for the listeners is this podcast. Like, Do you remember how this podcast started? <laughs> Definitely. So we were... I think it might have been, it was like a Saturday morning, something like that, or an evening, and we were just chatting about a business dilemma we were having that we could both relate to. And you said, hey, you know, why don't we make a podcast and just record these conversations we're pretty much going to have anyways? And we said, hey, that's a great idea. Let's do the first one next Saturday. And then we just set a schedule to record it. And, you know, these are not highly scripted podcasts. We don't spend that much time preparing for it. You know, we meet for an hour before we start recording and just map out kind of what we're going to talk about and then just see what comes naturally. So it's absolutely an example of just showing up, and it's been a really good initiative. Yeah, it's it literally, like, literally we, we're on Skype, OBS, and Google Docs, and we spend an hour preparing for the podcast, and then we just, we just talk. And you know, what, what we hope you enjoy is, is the natural lessons and the, you know, our transparency about, about what we do and why we do it. You, know, I, you, you brought this up with me, but I want to highlight this. Is, you know, sometimes we'll be at dinner parties or we'll be with friends, and, and you'll say, like, oh, like, you know, I've got my, my podcast recording tomorrow. And they're like, wow, like, I could never report, record a podcast. Like, that sounds like so much preparation and so much work. And it's, it's really not. Like, most, most of, the, most of the, the best things that you can do to move the needle is just show up, do it, and then perfect it as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that really is the truth that you know, I wish more people understood. It literally is you just show up and do it. And when you look at the great things other people have done, it's the same thing over and over. They probably just showed up and they did that. And you know, even when talking about starting a business, people often say, wow, that must have been like so much work to get it started. But no, like it actually wasn't a lot of work to get it started. It is work as you get into it. But to get it started, just pick up the phone and start making some cold calls and then figure out everything as you go. Um, like we incorporated after we made our first sale. We even just, we didn't even have a proper business name when we were making our first cold calls. We just said, oh, let's call ourselves this. And once we get a few sales and validate our idea, then we'll take care of all that other stuff. Whereas most people try to take care of that stuff before they start, which is the mistake. Exactly. Like, say, say you're selling an, like Google Analytics, right, to to other companies that need analytics help. You could easily get that contract first, and then teach yourself everything you need to know in a crash course over the weekend of Google Analytics. It, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not hard if you have the drive and the willingness to do on-the-job learning, like we talked about earlier. You can get so much done and move so far ahead of the rest of the pack. Um, I think a key point to highlight here is decision paralysis is a killer. Mm-hmm. If you think about making decisions too much, you won't actually make a decision and you'll just be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst position you could be in. Definitely. Um, so to speak to your first point of, you know, you can sign a contract and learn how to do it. Um, it's just, it's a really great time to be alive because we live in just this crazy information age where everything is available through Google, pretty much. Everything oh, you can incredible. possibly want to learn, you can learn quickly. And we're even in very large established companies, we're seeing this idea of just-in-time, whether it's just-in-time inventory. So when a, you know, oftentimes a company might sell something, and then just as they sell it, they'll actually get that product in. So it's a very lean system. Whereas the old-fashioned thing, you have this giant stockpile of products, and then you know sell them gradually. So just-in-time inventory, and then you also have just-in-time learning. When I was in the corporate world, um, when we needed to learn something for our job, it, the idea wasn't to spend 
one month out of the year learning everything. It was when a new client task comes up that requires a new skill, you go into the database and learn that specific skill basically the day before you have to do it for the client. <laughs> so it's this new, like efficient, just in time kind of philosophy of life. And, you know, that can easily be dubbed as unpreparedness, but it's not. It's really not because there's mm -hmm. no way you can know everything. But if you're the per like, if I'm going to someone and I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to pay you $1,000 to solve my problem, I don't care if they're learning how to solve the problem the night before. I care about the result. I care if they solve the problem. And I, I think that's a great point. You know, in, in bootstrap companies, in startups, and even in the corporate world, like you said, that's, that's so true everywhere you look. Mm -hmm. And that's the... That's the thing. Like you, you keep seeing these lean companies outcompete large, um, cumbersome companies because the world is changing so quickly now. Because it's so connected, there's so much technology, and the speed of information just goes around the world so quickly that you have to have a culture of learning, rapid learning, and rapid adjustment. And that's just you know that's kind of the way of the future. And the companies that embrace that and let go of this traditional over preparation mindset, um, I think are going to succeed and outcompete the ones that don't. Mm -hmm. I think there's two things to really highlight there is is make sure that you're not being reactionary, you're being proactive and you're taking a long-term approach. And you know like that long-term approach factors into learning as you go. Learning on the fly, learning on the job, whatever you call it, it's it's so true. One of my favorite companies is Amazon and they take a 5 to 7 year out approach as opposed to like a 2 to 3 or a quarterly approach which is so, so important because look where they are now, right? They're always looking ahead. They're not reactive. They're proactive. They're, they're trying to predict where things are going to go, but they're always learning. They're always trying to build the next best thing, improve their, their, their internal warehouse structure, all that stuff, that just-in-time mm -hmm. topic that you focused on. That, I think that's so key. Yeah, so I think to – so for the listeners, I mean, what you said about Amazon – on a, I think on a macro level, on an overarching business direction level, though that is the thing where you actually do want to spend a lot of time preparing and thinking for, so you have that macro high-level direction mapped out. But then when it comes to the micro decisions within that, such as you know, how do we ship this? How do we fulfill this one client? How do we deal with this um, slight product pivot? In terms of those things, I think the just-in-time methodology works really well. I think that's but a great clarification. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm, absolutely. But then when it comes to your high level, you know, five, 10 year plan, that is where you want to keep that steady course. Mm -hmm. And that even, you know, that idea is really complementary to each other because if you are spending a ton of time in the details, drowning in the details, then you don't actually have the time to devote that strategic thinking to your overall business direction, which is where you should be spending that energy. So I think, yeah, I think that's a great point. And, you know, there's something that I wanted the listeners to take away that you brought up earlier. Can you touch on that quickly? Yeah, absolutely. So to sort of bring this back to a tangible example of something in my business and Kimia's business and when in other businesses around the world is that I see this as a phenomenon where when people look at the success of others, um, whether anything as small as, hey, you actually started a business, you're actually an entrepreneur, to, hey, you built a billion-dollar company, they think, they assume that you prepared so much for it they assume that it was this sort of master plan before it happened and it seems like this insurmountable mountain that is impossible for an average person to ever climb over but the big misconception in the reality is that really those people got there just from a series of showing up over and over again and when they first started when they first took that first step 
they probably didn't have some master plan. They were just kind of fumbling along with limited resources like everyone. And after years and years of doing that and gradually increasing and pivoting, they got to that huge um, success level. And what people need to realize is that, yeah, everyone you see who's super successful just started out fumbling their way through that first cold call. Absolutely. I, I think that is, if the listeners are going to take away one key point, I think that is the key point to take away. It's, it is so easy to look at these people, these successful people as, you know, gods among men or, you know, gods among women and, and see like, oh my God, like they've done so much preparing. They're so, they, they, this is their life goal, their life plan. But oftentimes, like you said, it's just showing up one foot after the other. You know, they put their pants on the same way we do. They're, they're very regular people that have just, you know, hit upon something that's worked and then hammered home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome, Camille. I think that probably wraps up I believe our so. episode here. Um, you know, obviously, so. it, the a big ask from the from the listeners: please give us a rating. You know, share it all over your social feeds. We always love hearing your feedback. Our emails are going to be linked in the description below because I can't for for the life of me say my email properly. So we're going <laughs> to link it in the description below. And so, you know, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, please reach out. We always love hearing your feedback, and uh, you know, leave us a rating. It really helps out the show. Awesome. Well said, Kimia. And we'll uh, see you guys all next episode. All right. Take care, guys.